Welcome to our Clothed with the Sun daily podcast, our reading and meditation on the gospel of the day. I am Chuck Kalazi. Today is Sunday, February the 18th, 2024. It is the first Sunday of Lent, and our reading today is from the Holy Gospel according to St. Mark. The Spirit drove Jesus out into the desert, and he remained in the desert for 40 days, tempted by Satan. He was among wild beasts, and the angels ministered to him. After John had been arrested, Jesus came to Galilee proclaiming the gospel of God. This is the time of fulfillment. The kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. Like I sometimes say, when I'm reading the reading of the day at that moment, other things come to me beyond what I already prepared to say. And the thing, and I believe that's from the Holy Spirit. The Lord just kind of pokes me a little bit in my brain or in my heart. And just the thing poking me right now is repent. So many people don't want to repent. They want the faith. They want to rewrite the faith, rewrite the Bible in their own image, according to what they want. They want it to be cutesy. They want it to be feel goody. They don't want to repent. But the reality is we have to repent. We must repent of our sins. We are not going to cleanse ourselves from sin. That's not how this works. So for someone to think, well, it's just impossible, so I may as well give up. Yeah, you're right. It's impossible. It's impossible. But giving up is not an option. Rather, we place ourselves in God's hands. What I was planning to talk about today, what I will talk about, is what Jesus is doing so that we can be saved. But it does include our repentance. In other words, acknowledging right from wrong, acknowledging sin, saying, I don't want that in my life anymore because I want all of God. I want all of God. I want none of the devil. I want none of my selfish parts of me, my prideful parts of me. It doesn't mean I'm going to fix it all. So therefore, we're not giving up. And we're not thinking like, oh, yeah, I'm going to do it, my own willpower. No, but it means I will to have sin removed and I will to turn my life to Jesus. And then in doing that, Jesus takes over. Jesus is my savior, obviously, right? We say it. Do we really mean it? So this gospel, this Sunday, we're given the shortened version of it. We don't go through all three temptations, but it still shows us what Jesus Jesus is doing for our salvation. The expression, WWJD, what would Jesus do? I mean, it's lovely that people are using an expression like that to focus on Jesus. It truly is, but it's not entirely accurate. It's not that, oh, Jesus does these things and therefore I'm going to imitate him. Although, once again, that's lovely that you want to think that way, that you want to strive to imitate Jesus. But ultimately, the meaning of our faith is that Jesus is the one that does it. But we consent to it. We agree to it. We give ourselves over to it as best we can. Sometimes that means making sacrifices. Our sacrifices are nothing compared to his sacrifice. But we consent to it. We give ourselves over to it. So what is Jesus doing? Jesus does it all. 
He becomes man so that in our humanity, our fallen humanity, broken humanity, everything can be fixed. Jesus fixes all of it. When we have said no, he says yes. When we have turned away from God, he in his humanity turns towards God, turns towards the Father, is filled with the Holy Spirit. So it's very, very important what is happening when we look at Jesus, to see what is happening, when we look at Jesus going out to be tempted, he's fasting. He's getting ready for his mission, but even more than that, he's conquering the devil in our human flesh. This human flesh he's going to share with us par excellence. He shares it with us in the Eucharist. He's already sharing it insofar as he's become man, but when we receive him, we become him. We are united with him. So when you receive communion today, hopefully you are, and hopefully in a state of grace, you're receiving that Jesus that was tempted and said no to the temptation. My salvation isn't from me conquering the devil because I can't on my own. My salvation comes from him conquering the devil, and I'm united with him. But I still have to give consent to it. I still have to strive for it. I can't say, oh, good, Jesus saved me, so now I can go commit whatever sins I want. And why would I want to do that anyway? Why would I want there to be a contradiction within myself? Why do I want more of the battle of good and evil? Don't we have enough stress in our lives? Don't we have enough anxiety? So... As Jesus is out there in the desert, and I've talked about this a few times in the past few days, I've been teaching about this recently, the sources of temptation. Jesus endures the sources. The three temptations in the story that we often hear on this Sunday represent the three sources of temptation. He's tempted in his flesh, turn these stones into bread. He's tempted by the world, I can give you all these kingdoms of the world. He's tempted by the devil. Throw yourself off of the parapet of the temple and the angels will catch you. Doesn't the Bible say that the angels will catch you? And Jesus says, no. And eventually the devil departs. That's what the Bible says in a few different places. If we say no to the devil, if we keep turning to Jesus, the devil will stop tempting us. At least in those areas, he'll come back in other ways. So Jesus is cleaning out the filth in humanity. Spring is approaching, and we'll do some spring cleaning, hopefully, and we get behind the tables and the chairs and the shelves and the bookcases, and, you know, we clean out all the stuff. We find little pieces of food that fell back under the couch cushions or wherever, wherever they might be. We do our spring cleaning. Jesus is going deep into the recesses of humanity to clean out those places that are filthy because... We've been tempted, we've given in, we haven't tended to all the areas of our souls, our minds, our emotions. Jesus is getting in there. And in his humanity, he's feeling the pain. Imagine imagine our worst temptations that we just give into so much. We just can't help ourselves. I think of the, the, the favorite sin of churchgoers, gossip. We can't help ourselves, right? Did you hear what happened? Did you hear what so-and-so said? Did you hear what so-and-so did? And gossip is a worse sin if it's something negative, and it's an even greater sin if it's something false. But we love it. As churchgoers, we love that gossip. It makes me feel like I'm a better person when I can point out somebody else's faults, right? Because that's that, that heresy that says it's all about me. It has nothing to do with God. 
Rather, we should all be gossiping about our own faults. I mean, no, that's not a good idea either. But still, ideally, and it works in the 12 steps, 12 step programs, people name their sins and then they give their life over to God. And it has to happen over and over and over again. I mean, we do that in other ways in the church, like with confession. So Jesus is getting into those places where we just can't help ourselves. And he's saying, I'm not going to do it. The devil tempts and he says, no. So it's not just the three sources. It's also the seven vices, the seven capital sins. He's getting into those places of greed and envy and lust and gluttony and pride and sloth and hatred. He's getting in all those places and he's tempted by them. Do you think maybe Jesus might be tempted to judge us in his humanity? I mean, he will be our judge at the end of our lives and at the end of time. But do you think as man, he's tempted to say, oh, man, these these rotten people, the, the way they are and all the pain they put me through. Who knows? It might be a temptation, but Jesus rejects it. Jesus doesn't give into it. He still looks at us with great love, with compassion, with kindness. Imagine. So I want that. I want what Jesus is is dishing out here. I want what Jesus is is winning for us here. I want what Jesus has. I want him to take over. Me doing it, it's never going to work. It's never going to happen. I still have to consent to it. I still have to try. But even more than that, I have to say, Jesus, I don't have the patience. Please give me the patience. Jesus, I'm judging and I'm gossiping. Jesus, please take over those parts of me that want to do that so that other people won't be offended by me, by my words, by my impatience. So Jesus does it for us. This is a great victory this day, this day that we commemorate Jesus' temptations. He conquers the devil in our flesh so that we can conquer him as well. Imagine what that's going to look like someday. I mean, we already know what it looks like in the person of Jesus and in the person of Mary. Imagine all that Mary went through and yet didn't judge, didn't hate, didn't get envious, right? Imagine what it's going to look like when you and I and our loved ones are purged of all these things. Because Jesus did it for us, we will hopefully, if we stay on the path here, stay on track, following our Lord as best we can, we will be purged of all that as well. Imagine a day and age when we ourselves and the people around us will have no uh, gluttony, no pride, pride meaning in, the, in a bad sense, no, no spiritual pride, no jealousy, no greed, no hatred, no gossip, no judgmentalism, no prejudices. Imagine what that will look like when I am completely transformed. And as a result, I'm happy. We're all going to be happy because of that. Because all that garbage that we constantly give into will no longer have any sway over us. So I can't be sitting there upset because my neighbor got more than I did. No, in heaven, we'll be happy for the rewards that our neighbors are receiving. We'll be happy to say, look at this person in glory in heaven. Look how happy they are. Look at the rewards they've received. I'm happy for them. And you know what? We will be receiving those rewards too. It's funny when we talk about eternal reward. What have we done to earn the reward? Nothing, except insofar as we've consented. We've said yes to Jesus. Jesus, I want to align myself with you. I want to receive you. I want to confess my sins to you. I want to keep coming to you. 
so that you can conquer the evil that is within me so that you can make of me a new creation. Let's all pray today that we become a new creation. Have a great day and have a happy Lent. Thank you.